What's going on, everyone? We are back. Because we're the prodigal. The prodigals. The you prodigals, know baby. <laughs> Gotta get an echo in. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies, and that is why we are here for you. Hello, I'm Mark, and I'm joined by Alan, Billy, and Arwen. Wow. As has been the norm the past couple of weeks, we've been recording our podcast over Skype or Zoom in an effort to prevent the spread of COVID-19. As much as it hurts me, uh, especially, to hear our audio quality suffer, we we believe that lives are at stake and lives are much more important than any podcast that exists. Um, Amen. So... So uh, if you are listening to us, please, please, please stay as stay home as much as you can, as hard as it is, so we can get over this whole pandemic thing. Um, the sooner we can get over this, the sooner we can get back to our normal lives. And so please help flatten the curve. Flatten like the that. curve. Like that. And also, uh, shout-outs to the medical professionals and all the frontliners out there. Shout-out uh, to you guys. guys. You guys are the real. Uh, Thank you, Billy. Thanks, Billy. You're, Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So in this episode, we will be introducing a new segment called Let's Get Biblical. Let's uh, get <laughs> biblical. Biblical. <laughs> How do you guys even uh, know that song? <laughs> So, uh, I'm, I'm cultured. Dude, I was that like, when I was like uh, six years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys might be familiar with our table talk segment. And while that is the segment where we've been discussing various deeper topics, this new segment, Let's Get Biblical, will be where we will discussing topics which are more theological in nature. So, without further ado, Let's Get Biblical. <laughs> Biblical. I want to get biblical. All right. Let <laughs> our intro song into uh, it. <laughs> uh, for this episode, we will be talking about the old and new covenants. Um, yeah, in mainstream Christianity, especially in Protestantism, it's common to hear those terms, old and new covenants. Um, mm. And it denotes the it's basically talking about like the old the difference between how god dealt with people in the old testament and how god dealt with people in the new testament um and so that's what we'll be talking about so first of all i think we should be talking about um what does covenant mean what does covenant mean? I didn't have like song intros for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're definitely missing one. All right, covenant, guys. Covenant. What is a covenant? covenant. So, covenant. It's contract. 
Pretty I much. Watched a, I watched a Bible project video and they explained yeah. oh, did it. Yeah, I did. It was very informative. Like it is, okay. they said, I'm, all, I'm like also on the website, it says, in this covenant, God makes promises to these people and asks them to fulfill certain commitments. So it's like a handshake deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the way I understood it is um, it's basically a contract, right? And anytime you have a contract, it really just dictates the relationship between two parties or more on how they're supposed to uh, go ahead or move ahead, move forward in you know in the future. Um, and the way that I understand it is that uh, there's two main things. You know what's respond what you're responsible for and what the other person is responsible responsible for. Also included in like a covenant slash contract, whatever is what what happens when you guys fulfill that contract, and what happens when you don't. Right? And that's where you get sort of the blessings and the curses when it comes into sort of biblical speak, right? The Old Testament speak. So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Um, a contract, an agreement between two parties. Um, in this case, specifically, it's between God and his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and I, like when I read about it and I researched it, or the way I know it is just like there's two types of covenants. Um, not the old and the new. Uh, two types oh. of covenants. <laughs> Two types. There's two, two types. types. There's a okay. conditional and unconditional. Mm. Yeah. So, like the conditional means, like when God says, "Okay, this is what you have. This is what I'm gonna do for you, and this is what you're gonna do for me." Uh, yeah. Pretty much, what it's saying. Uh, what it's saying. Uh, so, in order to so there's going to be conditions. So for God to bless you, you might have to walk a certain path or like do certain things. Um, and if you don't want God to curse you, uh, when we're talking about the Old Testament, um, then you're you're going to have to avoid certain things, right? Uh, so that's that's what conditional means uh, when it comes to the covenant. Uh, the unconditional part is just God pronouncing like a, like this is what I'm going to do regardless of what he expects from you. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's no stipulation when, it, when he declared that um, statement, like a certain statement. <clears throat> so there, there's like different covenants you can find in the scriptures. Um, for example, there's the Abrahamic covenant. Uh, there's different parts of that certain covenant where it's pretty much unconditional uh, because God doesn't put any <clears throat> conditions in it or stipulations. God just pretty much says, I'm going to bless you um, so that you can be a blessing to others. He didn't say you must be a blessing to others <laughs> in order to me, for me to bless you. He's, he pretty much just says, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. Uh, another part of that covenant is that you'll be a father to many nations. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that king will 
you know, come from you and all that good stuff. And then there's a conditional, like uh, uh, con- an example of the conditional um, covenant would be the mosaic, like everything that belongs to the mosaic law, uh, mm-hmm. the mosaic covenant and set in where God says you have to do this or you're not going to be part of Israel. For example, for example, I think it's um, <laughs> Day of Atonement, right? Um, That's exactly the sound that happens when you get kicked out of Israel. That's what it feels like, man. It's like a heavenly sound. There's like the, the light over that person walking out. It just like fades away. You know, the dove comes like down the- and then it gets sucked back up. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> It's yeah, the, it's, the, it's the Jeopardy wrong question, uh, wrong answer. <laughs> dun, dun, da, dun, <laughs> yeah, so I think like I think uh, one example is for the Day of Atonement. For so for anyone who fails to make a sacrifice in that day, they'll be kicked out of the the camp. Yeah. Mm. So that, those are the examples of like conditional and unconditional covenant. That belongs pretty much in the um, when we're talking about like the Old Testament and all, all that stuff. So, are there oh, in the video? They said there's like four old covenant. Uh, yeah, four old covenants. Is that right? So you said one that Abrahamic covenant. What are the other ones? Mosaic covenant. There's like the, there's the the Noahic. No way. Oh no way! Ooh, there we go. Oh no way! No way! No way! Eric. <laughs> um, no way! Eric. Uh, yeah, so like the covenant made to Noah right after the flood. Um, there's like, uh, I forgot, like the specifics of that. But one of the, one of the. Declaration that God made in that covenant is that the the fear of animals towards people, um, pretty much like from then on, I think like animals started getting scared of people because God declared it at that time. Um, there's the Edenic one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just saw that. Yeah. Um. God gives mankind the mandate to procreate, and God gives mankind dominion over the earth and all the animals. Animals. Uh, animals. Yeah. And there's the Davidic one mm-hmm. um, that establishes, like, the kingdom of David and his descendants, um, and then I think like a part of the Messiah messianic prophecy belongs to that Davidic. Um, covenant, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, uh, those are examples of <clears throat> covenants. So, pretty much, it's short, it's a contract, an agreement between two parties or three parties, or yeah, so I can make a covenant with you, yes, nice, All right? This is nice. basically a covenant. We said we would. Show up on this night, and we would record, and, and Mark would take care of it and put it out there in the universe. <laughs> That's our covenant. We just made What's a covenant earlier that Arwen would uh, be 
It's unconditional, bro. It's unconditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unconditional. It's just a fact of life. Like, there's no happen. <laughs> you don't do anything. It just happens. Yeah. There's no negotiation. Oh, well. It's just, it. thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> so, I guess, like, the next question would be. Uh, what is the difference between the old and the new covenants? Mm, good question. Nobody wants to take it. Man, it's just like <laughs> so much. That's why. Like, it's <laughs> there are yeah, there are entire books like, written yeah. on this. So I doubt we can figure it out. You know, lay it's it out there. Terms, like, like five, such ten, strong thirty minutes. Like long, big theological arguments and things like mm. that. Like it, 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 it feels like it can get so confusing. But I guess, like, I guess for me, probably, how would I, how would you like condense the new covenant into like a simple, understandable way for people? <laughs> Mark, you want to take that? Arwin. <laughs> uh. I don't faster. okay. I don't know. Pastor, I don't. I'll hey, there's two questions. of us. <laughs> the pastors here. All right. Uh, <laughs> the way that I understand it, and I and, and I, I know that I I don't really see this out there, particularly with our Protestant evangelical brethren out there, uh, because the way that you know that I see it perceived with these two covenants or these two contracts or these two testaments really sure uh is that you know one was one was for moses and israel if you're a jew that's for you we're for the new one we're of jesus's um covenant mm-hmm. him, yada 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 you know uh and there have has been over over the centuries you know sort of maybe not as spoken out there as you know as much as possible but definitely this underlying you know feeling that the old testament is bad yeah the the new testament is good because the old testament you know really talks about it brings about death right and all these requirements that no one could really could really uh come up to the standard of and so it'll get poo-pooed on a lot Mm. right Uh, to prop up you know the New Testament, and I don't, I don't know if I agree that you have to do that, right? Um, mainly because of what happens in Romans, um, and the way that I read Romans, or the way that Paul explains it to me, is that really we are we still have sort of the Old Testament sort of framework out there. The New Testament is the addendum, or it's like, um, oh, what's that U.S thing to their constitution um you guys know what i'm talking about it's the um not the addendum but it's the oh, what's the uh, word? Like, amendment? is it amendments amendments yes ah, there's, a, there's an amendment political there's a yeah <laughs> thanks Let's there's an amendment to <laughs> i'm just going to use that song for everything there is just there is just there's an amendment there's an addendum to it in the sense that okay if we really boil down to it if you sin you must die 
right? Yes. The wages of, the sin, wages is of sin is death. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the whole idea is based upon what many people will, will, will kind of shortcut it and say, okay, the Ten Commandments, if you can figure that out, and if you can mm-hmm. do all of that, that's great. You know, you receive eternal life. We can't do it. We all deserve death. God passes over. It comes Jesus. He does it for us. And there comes the addendum. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Jesus did it. Now the fulfillment of that Old Testament is there in Jesus. What is now required of us is a little bit different in that we now, we now defer to Jesus as the one that pays for us. Yeah, as in when people say Jesus has fulfilled the law, that, I think that's a beautiful way yeah. to explain yeah, and, it, right? Yeah, and people say that you, know, you do away with the law. <laughs> that's exactly what Paul says you're not supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. not what we do. You don't do that. But that's sort of like the sentiment that's amongst the rest of our Christian brethren is that you know, we'll focus on Jesus. Everything in the Old Testament, yeah, it's good history, but we've done away with that. It's garbage. You throw it away. And I'm saying is that, no, that's the framework. Jesus was able to fulfill the part where we couldn't, and then we get the blessings that was promised to the nation of Israel, which we have become, you know, spiritual Israel, Israel if yeah. you are a scholarly person. Definitely. Right? We enjoy those benefits, and we don't have to deal with the curse of when we of how we don't fill up or we don't meet the requirements of the covenant Mm -hmm. so that's in a nutshell the way that i kind of understand it the way that i explain it to other people too much that's no i think that was pretty (laughs) that's pretty i don't know that's pretty concise to me what do you guys think was there anything that was under like that was anything misrepresented anything that that's being left out any heresy there any heresy (laughs) We only do heresies. Um, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, pretty much, yeah, and like to, I think for us to gain a much more appreciative view of the New Testament, we should also, you know, like have the Old Testament, like in mind as a backdrop of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just like so many, there, there were so many things in the Mosaic law um, in Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Exodus, uh, that God <clears throat> really, um, what's it called? Expected of Israel. And like, to be honest, like none of like I don't think anyone in Israel really fulfilled that except Jesus. And in Hebrews, when Hebrews says like you know, it couldn't like the law couldn't perfect anyone. Uh, that's why there needed to be a better way, which is like mm-hmm. the new covenant. And for us to appreciate the new covenant, we should also, you know, like have like this like this more educated level of the Old Testament or like the yeah, new well, covenant. Yeah, well, you can't have that new covenant if you don't have the old one. The old one tells us, you know, where we're going wrong, what God expects of us. Right? Mm-hmm. When the, whereas the New Testament, it's more of, okay, that's already fulfilled, right? That's already fulfilled. Now here's, you know, look back at it and get the blessing that is entitled to those that are of Israel. Right, so you have to have both. 
right? Um, in order to understand one, you really need to have the other. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a website, ChristianTruthCenter.com. Uh, one of their articles or topics, it says 32 differences between the old covenant and the new covenant. And I just want you guys to tell me yeah, yeah, I got that whether you um, agree, disagree, or your thoughts or whatever. I'll just read some of them. Um, okay. Let's go through all of them. We got time. We're the whole, the whole thing. Um, number one, the old covenant came by Moses while the new covenant came by Jesus Christ. If they yeah. mean by introduced, if they mean by introduced, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, kinda, it's, in the entire, right? it's in the, in, uh, well, talking about Moses, it's in the, it's an entirety when we talk about Moses because they have, you know, a book basically yeah. um, dedicated yeah. to it, right? But yeah, it really sure. goes back yeah, to, you know, yeah, yeah, but the foundation God. of yeah, yeah it's still it, God. It, but the foundation comes really from Eden. Yeah. So even right. like all those Edenical covenants, the Noahic covenant, the Abrahamic covenant, it's all even from before this, right? Yeah, it really from boils down the to the Mosaic law, right? Yeah, because okay. it's it's really about can you obey God, and if you don't, you were <laughs> supposed to die, right? Yeah, fair. Whether it's you know whether it's killing somebody or eating a fruit off a tree. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, now, when we go to the Mosaic Law, there are levels to it. Not everything is worthy of death. Mm-hmm. Um, right. There are. Oh, some really? Risks. I didn't even know that. Well, yeah, because you know yeah. that's what you know. If if you kind of if you kind of like have an accident with some of your neighbors, like if you accidentally kill your neighbor's pet, mm-hmm. you know, or 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 bull or or livelihood, they don't kill you. Right? You have to pay it back. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You got still grace. There's still interest. mercy there. Yeah, that's mm. good. That's nice. Right? Or if you and accidentally so, kill someone, mm. there's like a place for you to go to. Yeah. No yeah, and that won't be like pinned yeah. against you, essentially, right? Well, part of that is, and it goes, and <laughs> and scholarly speaking, it goes back to sort of like the whole, you know, um, Jesus. It points towards Jesus is that you know if you accidentally kill somebody. Uh, their kin or their fo- relatives are are legally, I don't know, obliged or a- eligible to kill you um, mm. if it's by accident. Mm. Uh, you are able, and then you can run to one of these one of these six cities of refuge, uh, and you'll be protected there. But if you leave that city, they can come get you. Wow, that's intense. Right? So weird. It's right. so interesting. Right. And so you have sort of like the cities of refuge, Jerusalem being one of them, sort of like being like within Jesus. You know, whether you're in when you're in Jesus, you are no longer, you know, you're protected under that, even though the, the stench or the, the curse of, of death is still outside. And if you wow. go outside of Jesus, boom, you're done. Right? Yeah. Uh, and also wow. attached That's... to that is the kinsman redeemer aspect of it. So all of that points towards Jesus. And people want to get rid of the Old Testament. I'm saying, no, all of like Jesus fulfills all of that and gives like sort of the, the complete picture of what the old covenant was talking about. Mm, right? yeah. What they were trying to what they were trying to show in in symbolic form, right? Jesus fulfills and we see it in real time. That's what I, that's the way that I interpret that New Testament proverb, uh, that New Testament verse that says, 
you know, all these things that we saw, we, it was a mystery to us. And then God revealed it to us through his son. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Like, I, I think that it really encourages me to like really go through like these old covenants because like what you just said, like it added so much more depth to, um, and so much more appreciation for like Jesus sacrifice and, and, the, and the new covenant essentially. So yeah, uh, blows my mind. <laughs> Definitely new nuances that are there. That yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. richness to it that we can understand. Yeah. And we can appreciate mm-hmm. more what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And for me, like I see it, like I made this analogy that, like, both like the old and the New Testament, like they make kind of like a picture of a mountain. So everything, like from the Old Testament, uh, with everything, with all the covenants go up and point to jesus and then like the new covenant flows from jesus so it goes uh down as a so it makes like a picture of a mountain so like the old testament points really it goes up and points to jesus and like jesus is the pinnacle uh, his sacrifice on uh, his death and resurrection of the cross is the pinnacle and everything else flows downward uh from jesus Crazy, because you know what? Number three says the old covenant <laughs> was ended by Jesus Christ, while the new covenant was established by Jesus Christ. Yes and no. Matt, there's Matt. Oh, oh. Yes and no. Because while G- what what was ended by Jesus Christ? <clears throat> sorry, Matt. I mean, sorry, Mark. Do you want to you want to jump in? Does anybody uh, else want to jump in? Well, the Old Testament in the sense that um, what was required of us was to fill, fulfill, you know, being able to, to, um, to obey without, you know, without sinning, right? Because once you sin, you die, right? In that, in that regard, Jesus was the lamb. Right, the lamb that takes away our sins, the, the sacrifice that was there. He didn't deserve death, but he took it anyways. That part of the law that was fulfilled that says, okay, um, the, the curse, because um, remember, as, as I said in the morning, uh, the, the beginning, there's what's required of you, what's required of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you follow these, you get blessings. If you don't, which is where we are, there are curses to it. Right, and what Jesus fulfilled is that we have already broken the law. We have to pay for that. Sort of like the way that I explain it, the way that I understand it is like everybody here has a phone, right? You had to sign a contract with your with your telecom provider. If you do not pay that, that I mean, their their the require the uh, the agreement is if you pay them a certain amount of money, they will give you data. They will give you access to uh, phone, whatever, right? Uh, communication. Calling, text messaging, yeah. Right. There are also benefits to it. There's like, I don't know, like uh, uh, customer service, like um, loyalty programs that yeah. are, are there to it. There are hotspots. There are, you know, whatever. There are also curses or there are ramifications of if you don't do it, <laughs> we will sue you. We will take away your phone. We can cut off your, like, whatever. We can listen to you and, you know, whatever. We already broke that, right, according to the law. And so, therefore, we needed to pay a penalty. Jesus fulfilled that. Now we are back to 
we are back to a covenant where we are right with whatever we are now entitled to the benefits that are there. We're entitled to the data. We're entitled to the communication. We're entitled to all that, all that goodness, you know, customer wow. loyalty, that sort of thing. That part is still there. That's why I'm saying that's pe- that, that our brethren that are, are in pro, uh, Protestant, you know, denominations, they say they get rid of the, the old Testament. It was ended by, by Jesus, yes and no. There's a part, portion of it that is fulfilled. Really, is the better term for it. It's fulfilled by it, but the Old Testament is still there, right? All the good stuff is still there, and it's still whatever for us. And you see that with Paul the Apostle when he's saying, "Like, look, you guys don't have to do circumcision because the circumcision of the heart, you know, makes you the sons of Abraham." If this was a time, something entirely new, you scrap all of that. Right, and you start off with a new sort of like requirement or a new person mm-hmm. that you kind of like gravitate to, not Abraham, right? Mm-hmm. Not all these other things because that you know that's still there. Yeah, everybody just tends to look at the bad part, mm-hmm. right? That part of it is gone, but the good stuff is still there. Um, there's definitely. Like, as you said, there's, like, bad stuff, um, and then there's the good stuff that are still there, uh, definitely. Um, I think, like, def- there are parts of the old, just, like, the old covenant that's not there anymore, or, like, that's not required anymore. For example, if you you can't touch your wife while she's having her period, mm. not even Mercy. touch her in... Ritually unclean. Yeah, like... It's not even like touching days. her in her, you know, like her spot, but like touching Seven her anywhere. Ritually right? pure, um, yeah. So, and there's other stuff like the sacrificial system, uh, definitely. Um, you don't have to do it. No, that part, that's, that's the one I think that Jesus fulfills, that part, the yeah. sacrifice. Yeah, and there's like, yeah, there's also like different parts for different parts of the Mosaic Law that really don't apply um, and you know like these varying degrees are really in like people argue about them but like the big thing that we can all agree on is that you know like Jesus has fulfilled the sacrifice um, we don't have to look for a goat anymore or a lamb to sacrifice um, daily or yearly or anytime we sin uh, because Jesus has already fulfilled that. And that is uh, in Hebrews. Uh, definitely. It says that his blood is, you know, like is the new covenant. Right. And he is out there, up there in heaven, like making intercession for us. And he is like the way uh, between us and the father to connect us. And that is, a part or like a big part of the new covenant. Yeah. Um, whereas in, yeah. yeah. Whereas in the old Testament, it was a lamb that is physically slaughtered and sacrificed. So, so yeah, yeah you, your number eight is done. <laughs> your number eight is done. Like the old covenant was abolished. Yeah. That's, I don't agree with that. So, so these things that I'm reading, they actually have like scriptures that kind of back up what you're saying. So just going back, I know we're kind of like going on this for too long, but uh, when they said the old covenant was ended by Jesus Christ, they referred to Roman 10.4. Uh, 
which says, uh, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Um, and then that was in contrast to the new covenant was established by Jesus Christ, which Mark said was in Hebrew. They referred to Hebrews 8.6, which said, but now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. For he is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. The thing is, I think what, what people kind of get hung up on is um, they seem like there's two competing covenants. Like if you have one, you cannot have yeah. the other. Yeah. And that just isn't that just isn't true. Right? Uh like I said, there are amendments, there are addendums to, you know, to laws that are given. Right? <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't take away from the law, the original law, but uh it changes it in such a way that it can make it even better. Right? Um for those of us that are, you know, that are in Canada, that are in Ontario, we're in the midst of this this pandemic. Um, and our government is giving us this this emergency relief benefit thing. Woo! Woo yeah, six thousand bucks. And, yeah, it's not. Free it's not money, bad. To <laughs> so buy Sennheiser, you know, like earphones. So. Stop. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, so. At first, <laughs> at first, it was only a certain amount of people that could do it. There was like qualifications for certain people and not everybody could have it, right? Particularly yeah. if you were working, if you lost your job, if you're like whatever, then this stuff is for you. But if you work part-time, like for today, if you work part-time, uh, um, uh, but, you, but you, you don't have as many hours, in previous weeks, you couldn't get that benefit. Right today, that changes. It doesn't get rid of that law. It enhances it. It's there is an addendum. There is, um, you know, there is, there's a modification to it. Right. It's something that is new, but because it's but just because it's new doesn't mean that it gets rid of the old. Mm. So now with the new covenant in law, like as Christians, what does that call us to do now? Because in the old, I guess in the old covenant, like there was like, oh, we should need to do you know you need to not do this you need to do this etc 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 but now in the new covenant now that like christ has fulfilled the law like what what are we called to do now essentially is what i'm asking yes (laughs) (laughs) which required of us go mark take this um i think a good start would be what jesus has commanded during his three years of like ministry so yeah like taking everything that he says and that's that's a good start for example um love god and love your name and love people um and that like even that statement love the lord your god with all your heart with all your mind and with all your soul that is found in deuteronomy and jesus was Mm -hmm. um referencing that, that Uh, (laughs) that uh, particular text uh, but that is pretty much is the sum of like the first half of the Ten Commandments is to love God right and then to love others and what does that love other people and how how does that look like 
right? Um, and so I think a good start would be to see what Jesus says and to live that way. Um, in Romans, also in Romans, it says like, we're no longer under the law, which brings like so many nuances, like so many arguments <laughs> yeah, that we can't of, yeah. deal with that. Um, we can't deal with it tonight, but like that statement, um, we're not under the law, but under the, uh, the spirit. So uh, I, I think like you can never go wrong with just always having and asking God for the presence of the Holy Spirit in your mm. life because mm-hmm. uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit, uh, he will be the one to dictate how you, you should live, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think the Holy Spirit will dictate you to live in contrary to the laws that ha- that God has given in the Old mm-hmm. Testament or like the way that Je- the things that Jesus taught in the New Testament. <clears throat> it will always be towards uh, what God wants and God- what God is willing in your life, right? Um, so I think like a really good part of that is a really good way to live life is to just have like the spirit um, living inside of you to just daily pray for that presence in your life and for that Holy Spirit to just help you and for you to be open to the Holy Spirit's leading. And and that should lead you to love, right? Um, mm-hmm. Peter says, I don't know if it's first or second, I forget. Uh, Peter says, like, love covers a multitude, multitude of sins. Of um, so if what your goal is to love the way that God wants you to love or the way that the spirit is leading you to love, then you can't go wrong. Um, yeah. Love God that's, and love people. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's in its an entirety. Right. Uh, but for those of us that need sort of like more, like smaller, or like more concrete sort of things to do. Um, Sermon on the Mount is definitely a good place yeah. to start. there's a lot there so yeah it's not like you're gonna get you know you're gonna finish that and be sort of like the rich young ruler and just like yeah i figured it all out in like a week i'm good i'm good yeah yeah, yeah. you know i got to take you a while to figure all that out right because they're not easy things that he's asking us to do yeah right so um if you want sort of like more more you know i concrete things about to like okay let's do this sermon on the mount great place to start Mm mm-hmm can I read this one thing that I found? Um, Go ahead. Galatians 3. 19? Uh, 23. Oh, jokes. Uh, um, now, before th- sorry, now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. I don't know if that kind of like, I think, yeah, I think like that just pretty much says what 
I think Pastor uh, yeah Pastor Ali was just saying, um, and that like the law the law is pretty much like a guide like to people uh, not mm-hmm. a guide but like the way that God directed His people to act, and the Mosaic law was like sort of pointed to Christ so that like their faith and like when they sinned um, there was a way for them to still be connected to god but since jesus came and fulfilled that and lived a perfect life and died uh for like the sin of the sins of the world um then like those things are like we don't have to do those things anymore or we are not captive by those things anymore because we are free in jesus I I always saw it like um, I don't know if this is right. I don't want to be heretical. <laughs> like I always saw like the old covenant as us trying to work our way into um, God's righteousness. Like is that okay? Is that okay? Can you say that? There is In no. That's sense? I think like 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 while like you're you're trying your best to you know follow the Ten Commandments, you're trying your best to follow all these different mosaic laws that you find. Like, you're, you're, you're trying your best to work towards it. Whereas with the New Covenant, we start off with Jesus fulfilling that and that now that we can live out those things, not that we have to work towards it, that we live it out because the Holy Spirit lives in us now. Does that, does that make sense? No, it does. And I think that's, yeah, no, it's not. And it's, I think what you're talking about is a danger uh, for us to just focus solely on the things that you know, the requirements that are there, just like, if we do this, we do this, we do this, we'll be good with God. He'll be happy with us. And somehow we Mm. take that further to say, that's how he's going to accept us. Mm. Right. The biggest, I mean, and the biggest sort of like word that comes across, um, you know, uh, evangelicals and Protestants that, that, uh, that say that's the danger. And we, that's why we need to get rid of the old Testament or the old covenant. Right. Their big word is, legalism sure right? yeah definitely trying to trying to earn your way through god be, through your works right the problem is obedience is not the same thing as legalism no, no right it's not. um mm-hmm. and i think what people get hung up on is that mm-hmm. it that it is a danger definitely absolutely but you can also be legalistic when it comes to the new testament or the new covenant right you cannot ha- you can be a person that that doesn't have faith in Jesus Christ, but has faith in your faith in Jesus Christ. Well, so better. <laughs> right? So it's not exactly, you know, what uh, you believe that God is able to do, but you're, you're relying on the fact that, hey, I believe in God. I'm saved, right? I'm good with this because I've done this. I, this is how I have my relationship with God. When really it's just Jesus, I have my relationship with Jesus, when really it's Jesus that does the work for you, not because you have that faith that you need to rely on on that. To say that that's how you're that's how you're in that good graces with God. That's how you're justified, because mm-hmm. you have faith in your faith, right? Does that yeah. make sense? Well, that's meta. <laughs> in any case, in any case, what I'm saying is that obedience obedience is one thing. Legalism you can do just about you can be it just about anything, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a mindset, yeah. right? Like I it's, I have. Mm. It's it's your approach yeah. to doing things, and you can be legalistic with just about anything. Mm. Right? Doesn't yeah. matter if it's Old Testament, New Testament. Mm. 
Yeah. Interesting. And I think it, it needs to be pointed out as well is that God has expected one thing in common between the old and the new covenant, and that is faith, right? Um, in the Old Testament, in Habakkuk, it says the righteous shall live by faith, right? And so, like, God has always operated within faith, like, um, when it comes to his people's relationship with him. Uh, because <clears throat> just because you're you're obeying the Mosaic law, it doesn't necessarily mean you're saved, right? I, I think, like, a, plenty of people who, I think, like, obeyed the Mosaic law, but still had, you know, like, sinful mindset, I, I'm pretty sure, like, and didn't believe in Jesus at the end, um, is, you know, their righteousness is not counted because, let's say, like, for the people who obeyed it to the T, but failed to believe in Jesus, or even in the Old Testament, if they fulfilled it to the T, but then did not have, or like did not obey God in some ways, then like their sacrifices are not counted as their righteousness. Like, do you get, do you get what I'm saying? Um, Just because I'm saying like, just because they, obeyed the old testament or way of sacrifice or the mosaic law it doesn't mean that they're automatically saved um and then just because like some people might say in the new covenant that they believe in jesus or you know it's grace that saves me um but as you can say like the spirit doesn't lead you in that way then Jesus' righteousness is not counted towards you because, yeah, you failed to live by faith, which is what God operated under, like, always, like, between the Old and the New Testament. Yeah, the uh, the parable of the sheep and the goats from Jesus' own mouth, right, will tell you, you know, gives us an idea of that. Okay, so we're supposed to, we, we like to say as Christians, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We love the Savior part, but sometimes we're not so big on the Lord part. Do you understand? Yeah. Right. We want we want the benefit of being saved and having eternal life. But there's another part to it, right? If Jesus is our Lord. If Jesus is our Savior, he's also our Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is somebody that, you know, has laws within his realm. Ways, dictate, uh, ways that dictate how we are to relate with other people and relate to him. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and people want to throw that part away, just because of the grace aspect of it, just because of the savior aspect of it. Right, yeah. when the when the parable when the parable parable of the sheep and the goats, the parable of the four soils, the parable of the of the uh, uh, of the, the 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 ten virgins, um, you know, all these things talk more than just about a belief. Right, there is a there is. Um, there is something that undergirds your faith because if it doesn't, it dies. Mm. Right. Yeah. I just love that part. Like the, just the Lord, I, I love like the whole like Lord, like Jesus Lordship over your life and living within his kingdom. Because like, I feel like when you believe that Jesus is savior, like when you understand that grace and you understand that unconditional love, that's also part of what his kingdom looks like. Like that's what yeah. it looks like to be underneath his Lordship. And it's, it, I think it's just awesome because it goes hand in hand and it, and it, 
and it gives you like a perspective and a way of how to live out life and what it means to live under this new covenant to live under like jesus lordship right so that's cool yeah that's all i want to say yeah yo 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 what's up everyone mark here uh while we tried to compress this topic into an under an hour uh there was just so much to talk about in this topic because of the length of the original discussion we decided to release it in two episodes part two of our talk will be released next week we move on to the more practical aspect of the old and new covenant like how we can apply this topic to our daily life i hope that you are blessed so far and that you have a new appreciation for this topic just a heads up uh we've consolidated our social media accounts to one handle so you can reach us on facebook twitter and instagram at the prodigals pod you can also email us at the prodigals podcast at gmail.com i hope that you join us again next week in another episode of the prodigals podcast